Hi, this is Bob Madigan, and you're living, ah, listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and Ron. Sick and Ron. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Right here. Yes, you're listening to Synchronon, and this is Bob Madigan, and uh, I hope you're still going to listen later on, dude. This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. And I'm Bob Madigan. Just kidding. Thank, I'm Lance Wackerly. <laughs> thank God you're kidding. <laughs> Seriously, thank Satan, thank Jesus, thank Buddha. I'm just glad that you're back. You're not do, allowed to leave again there, Wackerly. Do your nostrils thank me? Dude, my apartment thanks you. My my girlfriend thanks you. Seriously, dude. It took, like, probably two days to get the odor out of this apartment. Just B.O. and, like, dried fecal matter. I, I don't even know what it was. I don't think Bob has showered in, like, a week. Well, did he have the meat panties on? Because how long has that thing been out, you know, of refrigeration? That's always a factor with Bob's many odors also. Well, I didn't ask him to take his pants off, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> I just think that's part of the smell. Well, sometimes he just wears the meat panties and nothing else, and you can't help but look at it. Well, talk about a Bam. train wreck of a show. Like, you know, I thought it would be a really funny bit to have Bob Mannequin come in and pretend to be a host, like kind of fill in as a host. And uh, <laughs> he did fill, I mean, what he did fill in as a host. Well, no, I mean, he did fill in as a host. I kind of thought he'd be somewhat competent, but no, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I that. don't even know what I was thinking at the time. I mean, not to mention, like people don't even know what happened after the show. Like if we did one, of, if we were one of those like podcasts that did sick and wrong behind the scenes, right? I would have had a whole like two hours worth of material. After the show. We're not one of those shows. No, we're, we're not. But I mean, and, and also if we were one of those podcasts that stream live video during our podcast, I mean, you would have seen the guy fall down in the middle of the show. Like I had to edit that uh, segment out actually, which, which <laughs> why? Because, dude, it was, it was just like, a lot of banging around. It was just a lot of banging. Minutes. Dude, he knocked the table over, knocked the microphone over, knocked his bottle of vodka that went shooting across the floor. The ashtray fell on the ground. He was lying on the ground. I was like, Bob, are you okay? And I think at one point he's like, I need a towel. <laughs> so, did he salvage? Did he salvage the vodka? That's the yeah. No, he he did salvage the vodka, but then he like got up, knocked the lamp over. I, I believe. I believe what happened is you offered him a towel, and he says, "I need way more than a towel." Which yeah, I don't no, even know what I, that means. Like two towels. <laughs> what, what do you need? And I'm not going to a give lobotomy. It to you. I, yeah. I have no idea. But I mean, he was wasted. He was wasted when he showed up. Like when I picked him up from his house because I didn't want to take the chance of him trying to find the place again. I don't think I've ever seen Bob not drunk but i mean he was already rather drunk okay but not on beer as he mentioned in the show he, yeah, doesn't, he doesn't drink, drink beer, beer anymore <laughs> i didn't he really drinks understand vodka. that but you know I, when he first mentioned that to me i was like oh you're sober now he's like 
<laughs> just laughing. I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I didn't think you'd be sober. But so I, I pick him up and, you know, I bought him a fifth of, uh, what did I buy him? I think a fifth of like Taka. Chaska vodka or <laughs> yeah, something like that horrible. or Svedka vodka. Did it come in a, vodka. in a plastic bottle? Yeah. yeah Svedka's a, not bad. You always make fun of me for drinking that. It's, well, Svedka comes in a like, glass bottle. It's like Swedish vodka. Right. They don't so, make vodka in Sweden. Yeah, they do. Finlandia. Doesn't Absolute come from Sweden or Norway or something? Not all, right. all vodka is from I guess from not Russia. all vodka is from Russia, but... Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I bought. But there like, are some horrible vodkas out there. That's. I wasn't going to spend any more than seven dollars on Bob Madigan. So yeah, it probably came in a plastic. It's bottle seven dollars for a fifth. I think it was pop off vodka. Oh yeah, that's bad. I, th- I think that's what it was. But anyway, he drank about three quarters of it, and he probably spilled like at least a quarter of it. <laughs> and so yeah, he was wasted. And like midway through the show, after he fell down, I went in the other room to go get him a towel. And I come back, and he's already leaving. He, like, he left the door. He like oh, walks through the front door. He starts walking. I'm like, Bob, where are you going? He's like, I'm going home. It's like he would make it home. No, I have no idea. So I like, kind of herded him back in here. I'm like, well, we got to do the rest of the show. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, we, we it wouldn't still have made much difference. You pretty much did most of the show. Although his, you had some good choice comments, I thought. No, no, yeah, we did. We got some really good comments from listeners too. But so anyway, after the show ended, you know, I was like, all right, I got to get this guy out of my house because he's about to pass out, and I do not want him in my home any longer than he already bed. has been. Yeah. So I get him. I kind of like. Pick him up, and I was like, come on, dude, we got to go. And so he's walking out, fell down the stairs. Not like tumbling head first. He yeah. fell down like like on his back and just kind of slid down the <laughs> stairs. And I was like, are you okay? He's like, yeah. It's kind of like that video that we right. have on the website. He's like the one stooge. <laughs> <laughs> Bob. Well, Bob can take a beating, and he can keep going. Yeah. That's one thing about him. He really can. So we're walking up the street, and we only had to go maybe half a block, and he's like, I think you're going to have to pick me up. I'm just going to wait here. I was like, Bob, I can see the car. We're about 20 feet away. So we're walking up the street, and he's barely walking. I, I, I didn't want to touch him. I mean, he smelled bad enough. You don't want his breath right in the back of your ear. You don't want to be. I mean, you want to be going. at least six feet away from Bob Madigan. And so I, we're walking up the street. He's stumbling. I was like, are you okay? And he's like, my wife's going to kill me. And that's one weird thing, too, that he's even married. Yeah. But, yeah, no. And his wife isn't, you know, like some troll either that you would think. She's like. She's not hot. Well, she's not. She has like Not a wooden hot. leg or something. Yeah, but wh- whatever. I guess she's kind of hot. So does for Heather leg. Mills, and she got Paul McCartney. Yeah, that's true. I don't know, but uh, so uh, that's a whole other story. I don't even want to like speculate on how Bob got a wife. But so we're walking up the pity. street, and I <laughs> it's pity. <laughs> I asked him. I was like, "So Bob, did you eat anything?" He's like, "I don't think so." I was like, "Well, let me get let me get you some food." I was like, "I'll get you food." And he's like, "No." And then some crackhead was standing there. I was like, "You can get me food." And I was like, I, you know, I'm, uh, no. And so we're, love food we're walking and, and then he's like, what do I got to do? Walk like him. And he starts like doing this like zombie walk, like Bob right Bob behind Madigan us. Walk. Yeah. I mean, Bob seriously was walking like one of those resident evil zombies. I think we've talked about this before, but Bob looks like a fat concentration camp survivor, <laughs> which is like, sounds weird. But if you saw him, you'd know what we were saying. Always... He's got very skinny arms and legs, but then like a big beer gut. Well, I always thought, you know, before I saw the Lord of the Rings movies, I always thought if 
Bob was a character in Lord of the Rings, he'd be Gollum. Because that's what I picture Gollum to look Gollum like. Gollum is in way better shape than Bob. <laughs> yeah, but he's got a like, fish belly, white, and just right. you know, dirty. But Looks Bob like he's been in a, you know, a troglodyte or something. But Bob can't scramble up at rocks or anything. or, or, or Like you said, he can barely walk. And so. I think Gollum's a bit more eloquent. Yeah. Uh, you know, it might be me. I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't trust Bob to be able to like lead me you know, to the Transbay Terminal, much less, like, to the mountains of Mordor. <laughs> I don't think I'd ask Bob to do that. <laughs> I think it's this way. <laughs> he might have been a good extra, though, for that movie. He would have been a or good... the orc uh, yeah, or something. Orc, yeah. yeah, I could see that. But, yeah, so finally I got him to the car. I drove him home. And the next day he called me up, and I guess, like, his wife was really, really pissed off at me now. Yeah. Because she thinks I'm the one that got him that drunk. I mean, see, the, the guy drinks a fifth stupid. of vodka a day. Yeah. Like, it's my it's fault. fault. Yeah, I, I don't know. So anyway, the listeners weighed in, and they, there are a couple funny comments here. This guy, Angry Dragon, wrote in, Bob sucks as a co-host, but he's uh, also better than a thousand Just Say No campaigns in the war on drugs. <laughs> Meaning that, yeah, he I think is he could be the poster child to do drugs. I, yeah, I think he could be the poster child for Just Say No. And then he ends it with, God damn, which yeah. I think was the typical reaction to that show. Uh, Capretta here wrote in, you poor bastard, D. You must have been physically drained after hurting Madigan through that episode. God damn. He was so <laughs> innocent and seemed so disturbed over each story. That's the funniest part to me. I didn't think, I don't think any of these posters are saying that it was a bad show. It would just seemed like it was painful for you, but that it can was be painful for me mentally and, and, I, and physically. And I gotta say, you did an amazing job of miking Bob. Because oh, you dude, could hear yeah. like every like dying cell like inside of his body and lungs. <laughs> it was just like it, you it's could like hear his right liver there. inside just yeah. screaming, "Help me!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had uh, I definitely had to mic him like uh, properly. And, and I did also love what, what she's pointing out about how he was like so genuinely disturbed by all the stories, which I thought was kind of funny. Like you know, we've done stories before on Rampage Radio. I'm used to working with Bob Madigan, but he doesn't take it cynically. He's like genuinely disturbed he he's takes upset by it very seriously yeah he's like as opposed to uh wackerly who cynically cackles his way through each episode mm, he thought enough. it lent the program an unpleasant twist i liked it if you ever need a holiday perhaps you should have a guest host show with just your brother and bob presenting just a thought could you imagine how that would be neither of them are functional enough to like do an entire show on all, all I can picture all I can picture is my brother who just wouldn't want to be in the same room as Bob no. not to mention being on a podcast being like this sucks I haven't been boofed in like 10 minutes I'm out of here and Bob I'm not going to get boofed by Bob that's Yeah sure. and Bob being what are we doing? Where are we? <laughs> I just don't see that working. Maybe I don't, it might be an interesting experiment though. He also says, what a fucking surprise that Bob and Gigi Allen hung out. You know, Bob, you know, knows a lot of uh, punk rock degenerates. Yeah, and the whole story he told about how he was defending Gigi Allen after, what, he stabbed his girlfriend in or something in the back of the throat. <laughs> it's like, Bob, you're so concerned about these other stories, but you seem to, you know, when it's happening to him, maybe he's just too oblivious to even realize what what's I going forgot on. To, what I forgot to ask him was, what kind of lawyer did Gigi Allen have that would hire Bob or have Bob as a character witness? Bob's brother, Boom King. <laughs> I could imagine that. Uh, 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 defense rests. <laughs> Another guy here, Mart, wrote in, Hey, it's nice to see Bob has so many words of wisdom. I'm surprised you were so patient. I would have gone fucking crazy. 
Yeah, you know what? It was very difficult. It was a difficult hour. And uh, finally here, uh, Matt from Australia wrote in, Bob was magnificent this week. He got so excited about the free beer, I had to vote for him. (laughs) We were talking about what, you know, the the show, and he's like, free beer. Hey, you know, I don't know. It's kind of funny. He actually uh, cared about winning the contest, even though it turned out he couldn't even really read his own story that you gave him. Yeah, but did you love him trying to do the gist of the story? Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was a very great synopsis. I, I just wanted him to read because it's great listening to Bob actually read. They should have, instead of Cliff's notes, just Bob's notes. <laughs> just one half piece of, just, uh, I don't uh, know, uh, the, the, the uh, you know, concept of a book written on like the inside of a beer can label. <laughs> All I got to say, Wackerly, is never go on vacation again, okay? Because it's difficult to uh, find a guest host to fill in for the show. <laughs> I so, promise nothing. So what what exactly was the deal with your vacation? I know some listeners were writing in, like, Wackerly went to a sex club or something in Florida with his mom? Well, Florida's like one giant sex club. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, a sex club there, right? that you don't even want to be at. Yeah, with lots like of mullets really and shitty tattoos. A sex club that somebody forced you to go to and you, you know... So don't why, have any money. Why would your mom take you to a sex club? Because she's retarded. I mean, this is why I like having a, a podcast that my parents don't know about or listen to. Because I just find my parents Your parents don't listen to Sick and Wrong? No, and I find them completely I'm irritating. And I'm never going on vacation with them again. The only reason I went this time is because it was my mom's 60th birthday. Oh, really? So she had a destination 60th birthday. Yeah. How annoying is that? Yeah, it's very aggravating. I don't even know why she would do that. I can and understand it was taking in Florida. her to... And it wasn't just in Florida. It was in southern Florida, which is like the worst of the worst. I can understand taking her to Ponderosa for the all-you-can-eat buffet, but... I have no problem with that. Yeah, but flying to Key West? Or yeah. Where was it? The Florida Keys? Yeah, we were actually in Key Largo, which is north of Key West, but we did drive down to Key West for this big gay sex parade, which is just awesome when you're with your mom. <laughs> And dad. <laughs> well, what's it? What's it called? It's Fantasy a, Fest. And they do this every year. It's a Halloween kind of thing. I don't. It's kind of like a Mardi Gras thing, but now isn't the time for Mardi Gras. But they throw beads everywhere. It, and you know, you're there, and you're like, I don't give a fuck about these beads. I'm not going to catch the beads. I'm not going to reach for the beads. But if you don't catch the beads, they drill you right in the eye. So, so is your mom a swinger? Like, why is she into this? No, she's just dumb. She thinks <laughs> she doesn't have, like, a grasp of reality. Like, is this something I'm going to enjoy? My With mom, my family? Right. My yeah. mom can't, like, figure that out, that that's not something she's going to be into. I mean, to be fair, they went, they whatever, watched the whole parade. But it, like... They were good sports about it. Sort of. But, y- you know, you could tell they were freaked out. On the way back, we stopped at this gas station, you know, pee. Because you can't... It's one of those big fucking street town festival things where there's nowhere to fucking pee. And yeah, it's just they won't let you into any bars. It's, like, packed with people. So we stopped at this gas station, and, like, there's just this meth head trying to get money to buy, like, a single beer. It's one thing Florida has many of. Right. And <laughs> But my dad doesn't know how to deal with a meth head. And this is... It's a white guy, and he's got one of those... Uh, uh, I don't even know what you call it, but it's like a Tupac tattoo. Oh, those thug life across tattoos across stomach. his abdomen. I don't even read what it says, but this dude. White trash. Yeah, I think that is. Well, that's what it translated to. <laughs> and this guy's trying to get money from my dad. And my dad has on uh, Ohio State Buckeyes hat and shirt, which just opens yourself up to method conversation. Yeah. And, like, the guy's talking to him about the game. And my dad's trying to talk to him. I'm like, Dad, just get in the fucking car. Did you save him? I was, I mean. 
what, what can I do? I'm on the other side of the car. I'm like, Dad, get in the car. And he's like, oh, yeah, football, blah, 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 blah. This is after he already gave the guy two bucks. It's like, oh, you Jesus, gave the guy dude. two bucks, just let's go. Uh, there, there's uh, no there's no rules of courtesy when you're talking to a method. Well, did no. I mean, I didn't Especially even... Especially when he's shirtless. <laughs> Especially, like, some Floridian with a mullet and a shitty mustache. I would have been like, Dad, get in the car. I'm yeah. protecting you here. Yeah, I mean, I... Yeah. I didn't want to make any sudden moves on the meth head. You understand <laughs> that, too. No, they're tweaking. Yeah. So, did you at least get drunk and get to kind of enjoy it? No. No? So, it was <laughs> I mean, just not a, a, key, a week I got, of hell? I got drunk in, in Key Largo one night, but the other nights, you know, like, in Key West, my brother... Got a beer. My brother was there, obviously. He got a beer and came up and said, do you want a beer? And I was just like, no. Why I want not? like 20 beers because I don't want one beer to sit here and like sip with all these fucking sweaty people around me. Yeah, but you know, that's one of those. You you had one of those experiences where I think you're entitled to get shitty face drunk and just mouth and just go off on your parents. Be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I don't like you. I don't like your whole operation. Why did you bring me here? Why do you? Th- why would you think that would be appropriate? Because you're aggravated already. You're in Key I had, West. I had other relatives there too, like um, oh, okay. cousins. So, I would have been completely ganged up on if that oh. were the case. It wouldn't have been a good scene. <laughs> and then you would have had the rest of the vacation, like three more days. Pariah. I would yeah. have been a pariah. <laughs> and they would have been talking about it at every family occasion. Oh, henceforth. It, oh, and just even the whole rest of the time, it'd be like, well, I don't know if Lance wants to do that with us. <laughs> blah blah blah. I don't need that kind of fucking snarky remarks for like two days, you know. Straight. You know what? Don't ever invite me on any of those wackily family vacations. Well, dude, go to Wally must World. Must I remind you? And I totally can't believe that you did this, but you did a two-week cruise vacation with your dad. Oh yeah, and we and talked you were, about like, that in that podcast. little little cruise room. I can't imagine. I could never. This was two or three days. No, I seriously, it was like The Shining. I was about. To, I was going insane. Yeah. Yeah, no, like chop through the fucking bathroom. No wall. beer, <laughs> no drugs, no TV makes D something something. I, I was definitely going a little insane. It, it's hard to deal with your parents on that. I mean, four days, that's hard. Yeah, but, but you, you did two weeks, so I yeah, commend no, you. I know. I like seeing my dad once a year. It's fine. <laughs> once a year. That's for family. When you get older, when you get beyond 30, and kids that listen to this podcast, you'll understand this. When you get beyond 30, You'll see your parents once a year, and it's fine. You check in, you say, oh, hey, how's it going? Happy Christmas, whatever, let's go. Basically, once you don't need any money from them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you got them off. <laughs> so uh, you ended up making it back in time for Halloween. Did you do anything for Halloween? No. No? You didn't even go out? <laughs> we went to see Rocky Erickson. Just shove some razors and apples? We went to see Rocky Erickson uh, That was Devil's, Devil's Night. Night. Yeah, that actually was kind of a good show. So I don't need to go out on Devil's Night and Halloween. I mean, what am I... 18. I'm surprised your girlfriend didn't make you go out. Oh, she tried. <laughs> <laughs> Put my foot down. And you're just like, huh? Oh, you got some hands. See, my girlfriend was like, we're going out. And I was like, all right, that's cool. <laughs> I, I, heard I, I still want to get laid. I heard you guys got trash. Yeah, you know what's kind of cool about it? We ended up hanging out with my brother and my sister on Halloween, which I think might be a first, but my sister was wasted. Just mm-hmm. wasted. Jared didn't even remember any of them. Didn't even remember seeing us. And we spent like a good three hours hanging out with them, drinking. Yeah, he told me he took the day- next day off. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of wish I would have. Uh, I'm sick. I definitely uh. wish I would have. You know what's kind of funny is we were down like at a Harrington's Pub, which is like right down deep in the loin at Turk and Larkin. It was great, too, because we got to take over this dive bar and like drinks for like three bucks. So everyone was just getting wasted. But there was a dude that was uh, hanging out with us at the party. And 
he ended up just leaving because I think he was conscientious and knew he had to work the next morning. So he uh-huh. took off and like snuck off at like 1230. Yeah. He was walking up Eddie. You know where that Taco Bell is? Kind of that Eddie towards Polk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really shady. There's a bunch of tranny prostitutes yeah, there. Yeah, people get stabbed there all the time. It, it's just a shady area. There's tranny prostitutes and there's just like gangbangers. I just tend to avoid that little area. I always avoid that Taco Bell too. Nothing but trouble. Yeah. Well, I guess this like huge black tranny was standing there like six foot five wearing like this kind of like big long coat and comes up to him and was just like and my, my friend was like wasted and high and he's just kind of walking home head down the guy's like hey boy you want to party and he no. just got, he just kind of looks at me he's like uh no <laughs> and the dude's like no come means on, yes <laughs> let's party and he opens up his coat and the dude was butt naked he had these two huge man well i guess like, he actually had fake breasts. Uh-huh. And the guy was like, and he's standing there with his big, huge titties hanging out and a dick that he said was the size of his arm. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just sitting there looking at him like, oh, let's party. And I guess this dude, and I was thinking about this. My reaction in that situation would probably be the exact same reaction that my friend had. He screamed and just ran. Yeah, who says Halloween can't be scary? <laughs> dude, that would have scared the shit. I'd have been like, I'm dropping the candy. I'm out of here. Got the worst Halloween costume ever. Never drop the candy. <laughs> well, don't pick it up, I guess, is the key. I, I don't know, man. I mean, they, they, I could see just like, he was like, dude, that scared the shit out of me. It was fight or flight response, and I chose flight. <laughs> dude, in that situation, that's what you got to do. Yeah. I, I don't even know. Wasn't no. the sucker fuck response? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't have the sucker fuck response. Huh. Your it, brother it wasn't, wasn't my brother. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't my brother. All in all, Halloween was, 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 was a good time. But, Wackerly, I'm glad to have you back here for episode 95 of Sick and Wrong. You're much easier to deal with than uh, Bob Madigan. Well, I can read. (laughs) Yeah, that's a plus. So, uh, just a quick wrap-up of uh, last week's show here, which is kind of skewed if you think about it, because... Bob didn't even really do a story. Right. You read three stories last week. Well, I gave him a story, but he couldn't read the story. But But that's his technically his story. If he he really didn't want that beer pretty bad. Well, his story actually beat my story out. So I did a story about the uh, British version of tic-tac-toe, which involves doing it on the the back of a prostitute. Uh And uh, Bob did a story here about a mother who pierced her daughter's clit. I thought oh. she I thought she sewed her vagina shut. Virginia, what? Virginia. No, I think she was vagina. like piercing her clit so it'd be uncomfortable for her to have sex or something oh, okay. like that. And uh, listener, there are two Don't listeners. A lot of girls actual, do that though. Pierce their clits? Yeah, yeah, but I think they do it to heighten their pleasure. So that's what I don't understand. I don't know. I think this is there, br- if it's a, if you do it like up and down, <laughs> it's one way. Well, and crosswise. It, maybe it, she was piercing with a bar and piercing it shut. Okay. All right. So, which is kind of like a clitorectomy or something like that. All right. I don't know. I think it was Britney Spears' mom, personally. <laughs> uh, we had uh, two female listeners, Heather and Elise, uh, kind of tag team this article, sent it in. It was about a psycho vampire hose beast that, like, cut up and drank the blood of her boyfriend. Uh-huh. And uh, they actually won out, 82 votes. Uh, Bob Madigan came in close second with 64, and I trailed far in the back with 38. Yeah. People don't give a fuck about tic-tac-toe. Yeah, people just don't care about knots and crosses. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the listener won, and uh, both those girls will be getting a sick and wrong care package. Um, although, I think they both uh, avidly support Bob Madigan for president. Oh, yeah? Are yeah, they going to share a in. shirt? We're not, we're not sending them two shirts, are we? I think we should make, like, sick and wrong panties for the ladies. 
Hey, do, you, do you think so? <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> I think that'd be a hot seller. <laughs> It'd be a hot selling item on the website. Yeah. You know, all those chicks that listen to our show, they're like, God, I need some sick and wrong panties with like ruffles or something. A lot of men would probably buy them too. Yeah. The type of listeners we have, I'm just saying. I don't know. Maybe maybe we could send them, be like pre-worn with Wackerly, ex- buy Wackerly, extra $3. <laughs> yeah? I don't know. Backwards. Well, so, uh, yeah, the uh, listeners did one at win episode 94. People, you know the way Sick and Wrong works. Wackerly and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week. Present them here on the show. Audience votes. Winner gets a case of beer. Uh, we also throw in a wild card with a listener submission every week, which you can send to sickandwrongpodcast at uh, hotmail.com. Well, Wackerly, since you're, uh, this is kind of like your welcome back show here, uh, why don't you kick off episode 95? <laughs> Okay, here it goes. Uh, an Indonesian servant for Ooh, a millionaire couple. <clears throat> Actually, this ha- happened in Long Island. And there's, bear with me, because there's an Indonesian person, and then there's two Indian people. And so I'm going to have to get the accents just spot on so you can tell what I'm talking about, okay? Oh, okay. All right. I, I'm, I'm going to, I'll use forbearance here, because so I know remember, you're good at these accents. Yeah, remember, the in, it's an Indonesian servant... Working for a millionaire couple accused of modern-day slavery. And the couple is either Indian or Pakistani. I can't tell the difference between the names. Maybe yeah. somebody else can. Countries are close enough. They're about the same. Um, well, this, this couple who operate a worldwide perfume business out of their home. I don't know what that entails. But it <laughs> sounds like it would suck to be their neighbor. Were arrested in May after Samira. who's got to smell better than Bob Madigan. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Samira, who's their Indonesian uh, servant, they call her, uh, was wearing tattered clothes, and she was found in a donut shop nearby their home, pleading for help after apparently escaping while taking out the trash. Jesus. So they basically are being accused of enslaving this woman uh, and another woman. So the cops came and got her. They uh, took her back to the house, which sounds like the last thing you'd want to do if you were escaping. Why do cops always do that? When that kid, that Indonesian kid escaped from Dahmer's house, they yeah. brought him right back. I don't know. Uh, well, the, the couple, are they are millionaires, so they have, maybe it's a graft or something. Wackerly, I don't mean to uh, cut you off here, but I just want to clarify what you're drinking right now. It, it kind of looks like squeezed tampon. What, 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 what is are you that? talking about? What is that? Um, it's like something some, Is I... that Hawaiian punch and vodka? No, it's better than that. It's something I found. Actually, I'd seen this in the liquor store before, but you know, we just went out to the liquor store before the show, and I figured, hey, it's a podcast, just go crazy. This is get um, wild here. It's actually, it's going to sound like I mixed this myself, but it actually can't, comes in a can, all pre-mixed. It's Budweiser and Clamato. God, that's just disgusting. Con, uh, uh, wait, let me continue. <laughs> Con sal y limón, which I think it means. With salt and lemon. Or Dude, lime. It's Cl- probably lime. Clamato sounds like a sexually transmitted disease. Well, I don't care what it and sounds And you're drinking like. it mixed in beer. It's really just like V8. It's tomato juice with a little bit of clam juice in it also. <laughs> it's just disgusting. Well, you, have you eaten a clam? Have you eaten an oyster? I've eaten a bearded clam. <laughs> have you eaten an oyster? You know, yeah. It's just like salt water, clam juice. It's mixed thing. with beer? And tomato juice, yeah. All it's right. uh, it's called the apparently a sh- shalada, <laughs> and I think it's for migrant workers. <laughs> I can imagine. I don't think any. I don't think any. Uh, 
I, I just I don't think any gringo ever bought this from the liquor I store. I just want the me. listeners to know that you're drinking some kind of weird unidentifiable beverage. It's pretty good. It tastes kind of like uh, if you were to want to make a Bloody Mary, but you didn't have any vodka, you just had beer, so you just made it with beer. <laughs> That's kind of what it tastes like. Right. It's quite fortifying. Oh, well, we'll see. All right, can I continue with this? Okay, to move on. <laughs> I, I completely lost my place, but so they took her. The cops picked her up, took her back to this place, and searched through the house. And apparently, there was another servant. Her name was Enung, who's also Indonesian, I imagine, was uh, hiding in uh, the basement closet or something like that. Um, this couple's accused of basically enslaving these people, obviously. Uh, they were sending a hundred dollars a month home to each of their families, uh, you know, as if that's uh, just compensation for somebody like. Yeah, but a hundred dollars in Pakistan would that go a long way? Right, but they don't live in Pakistan. These people are working in the United States. Yeah, but they're sending their families. That's like way, way below the minimum wage by a long shot. Yeah, hundred dollars for what a year? A month. Oh, so month. that'd be twelve hundred twelve hundred a year. But but these these two servants live at the homes. You know they're like th- their day's never over. It's probably eleven thirty and the guy's like Give me some oh sorry, he's Indian. Yeah. Get me some milk and cookies, you <laughs> fucking Indonesian bitch. <laughs> and she's like Yes, sir, I will give you the Indonesian uh, milk and cookie. A very convincing accents. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm picturing a, a temple of doom scenario here. You know, just kind of I like don't these. Follow, but why don't you continue. Just, I just picture they're like kept in the basement, and you know he could rip his heart, their hearts out if he needed to. Temple of Doom. That was the second Indiana Jones. Yeah, do you remember that? Yeah, well, I Mola remember Ram the, And then the there's the dinner out. scene where they're eating like the goats' eyeballs, monkey brains, stuff and that's like probably that. the type of food that was being served. I mean, it's like I a can imagine of Indonesian <laughs> and like weird, you know, South. It's like an Indonesian food. Big Mac. Yeah. Well, actually, it, it gets even more sick and wrong because of the abuse that these people went through. Uh, apparently, you know, the fear of being abused, just the fear of being abused caused, uh, what's her name, Samira, to involuntary urinate uh, many times, apparently, and for which she would be punished further. She sounds kind of like they treat her like a dog or something. Yeah, it's horrible. She, I mean, lost control of her bladder because of the abuse. Yeah, and so, so they're on trial right now, and, and I'll put up the pictures. Like, they just look guilty. Like, look at this woman who's being accused of this. Does she not look, <laughs> look like a servant abuser? She looks some, like we'll some... We'll have to throw those pictures up on the website. Indian Cruella DeVille or something. Uh, so Samir, is on, she's taking the stand in this trial, and apparently she's standing up and waving her hands as she's demonstrated how she would be slashed with a knife. Um, she also got down on her knees in front of the jurors, to show how she scrubbed floors three times every day since her arrival in the home in 2002. I love it when uh, somebody on the stand like doesn't realize <laughs> you're just supposed to sit there and talk. You don't have to like pantomime the whole fucking thing. Yeah, but she's foreign. I mean, I'm sure her English isn't all that great. Right, yeah. They don't even like... Do they have trials in Indonesia? I wonder how she pantomimed... <laughs> don't they just cane people right off the bat? <laughs> how did she pantomime urinating her pants? I don't know. <laughs> I'd love to see that. Yeah, I would love to see it too. Um, she just pissed herself. Defense attorneys for the couple contend the housekeepers practice witchcraft and may have been abusing themselves, which is just ridiculous. That's like a ridiculous defense. It's a brilliant defense, though. It's I mean, where, where would you come up with that? Well, you know, if the if the jury or uh, they're all American, they'll just be like, "What? A, yeah, one side's crazy. They're from India. The other one, crazy Indonesians. I don't know which nationality is more crazy." <laughs> 
Well, anyway, she was also for. It's weird because this is all described, but it doesn't describe what the what she was being punished for. But here's another thing that happened: was she was forced to walk naked from the servants' room to the kitchen to eat a hundred chili peppers. And you guys might be thinking that like this is some like hot Indonesian servant. No, she's fifty one years old and she's just disgusting. So this wasn't like some sexual thing for this guy. At least I hope not. No, it sounds like an S and M kind of thing. Uh she goes on to say, Not satisfied that I wasn't dead yet. She was then made to consume spoonfuls of chili powder mixed with salt water. She said she vomited and was told to eat the vomit. <laughs> Jesus, dude. No way to treat your servants. I know. It's really bad. Uh, this woman, who's barely five feet tall and weighs well, weighs well under 100 pounds, said she never considered fighting back. Uh, she said she uh, well, she said the wife had repeatedly threatened her and suggested there would be reprisals against her children who lived in Indonesia. Um, here's another thing. She said she was disciplined after being caught. Oh, cause so here's something she was punished for. Apparently she was disciplined after being caught eating cake out of the trash can, even though the cake was contaminated with laundry detergent, <laughs> which makes me wonder why was she eating it anyways? You, you know, what kind of cracks me up about this article is how ingenious these torture methods were. Like I can see the, the, uh, Indian husband and his wife just sitting around. What do we do next? I don't know. Let's have some chili peppers in her vagina. I don't like what they're talking about in there. It makes me nervous. Uh, if convicted, this Sabnani's, uh, which are the Indian couple, could face the Indian perfume magnates, could face 40 years in prison. Uh, right now, the couple is free on bond, which is what you can do if you have lots of money. You can get out of jail. While you can get you away out of trial. Yeah, I don't know, man. On the sick and wrong brown star scale, this has got to rate kind of high. Yeah, let me re-itemize uh, the stuff because it's kind of a confusing story. She ate, this Indonesian servant ate uh, cake out of the trash can covered with detergent for which she was punished. And her punishment was to eat 100 chili peppers uh, and then eat some more. And she was naked and eat some more chili powder and then vomited. And then she was told to eat the vomit. Uh, apparently she was slashed with a knife at another point in time. And then thirdly, uh, she pissed herself and then was punished for pissing herself. <laughs> so what, what are you giving this on the second wrong star scale? Three and a half. Isn't that, that great? 3.5. Well, you know, I almost want to give you bonus points for that brilliant presentation there. <laughs> <laughs> the Indonesian accent is not an easy accent to get. Dude, I think Bob Madigan could have done that story better. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'll come back anytime you want. But in light of the heinous atrocity of the torture itself, I'm giving it four stars. All right. I mean, no, you don't, no so human you don't believe being... the you don't believe the couple that this, these are just two witches and they've been puking and eating it just of their own volition. If I was on the jury, I'd send them forty years yeah. hard labor in India. Yeah, she looks. These that woman looks like she'll be she'll she'll do fine in prison. She'll become like the the pit boss. Well, the, the thing cell, is, the boss, the lady of the cell block. The thing is with India, it's a caste society. They don't care about the people that are like you know bottom feeders. Right. Well, especially if you're from Indonesia. It's yeah, like a it's like country. I imagine they have just no regard for those type of people. Well, we'll see what the sick and wrong listening audience has to say about that. Oh, actually, I, I, I think I'm going to have a tough time beating that one. Yeah. <laughs> Wackerly, when's the last time that you got high? I got high, uh, it had to be like six months ago, and I remembered why I never get high. 
Really? Yeah. Well, why was that? Paranoia. Paranoia? Yeah. Did you... I, was with, I was talking to somebody this weekend, actually, who smokes pot. We were talking about smoking pot. And uh, I said, I can't do it anymore because I get paranoid. This person smokes pot all the time. And uh, she said, well, I get paranoid, too. And then she went on to describe, you know, like when I'm at the old country buffet <laughs> and I'm high <laughs> and I want to go up for seconds. I'm too nervous to do that. I think everybody's looking at me. And then she described something else about like being at the movie theater. Was this your mom? No. <laughs> Who goes to the week. old country buffet? Too- <laughs> Just bear- hear me out here. And then she talked about being in the movie theater or something and being like coughing and having and thinking everybody thought she was being really loud. And I was like, yeah. I can be at home alone by myself in the apartment and I like will be paranoid because I think I'm losing my mind. So it's different. When you got high, you said you smoked marijuana. Right. Did you get high on Jankum by any chance? I don't even know what Jankum is, but a I mixture, don't, don't like the sound of it. A mixture of your own fecal matter and urine. Does it have to be my own? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it could be anybody's. <laughs> so uh, my story concerns a new way of getting high. So well, there's got to be more to it than that, right? No, it, it is. There's it, 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 a. Let just me elaborate like, take here. Take a crap and then stuff my face in the bowl and be all fucked up. No, there's a recipe for it. Right. You got to let it ferment. It's all like right. a fine wine. It has to mature. All right, then continue. But uh, yeah, listeners, get your pens and pencils out because here's a cheap way you can get high, and you don't even and you can be legal. I mean, you don't even need to be 21 in Seems order like to do this. Seems like it would be popular in prisons. Yeah, I'm surprised they don't do this in prison. They definitely do it in Africa. So my story uh, happened in Naples, Florida. Go figure. Yeah, go figure. I drove right through there. WINK News Now obtained a confidential memo sent around Collier County Sheriff's Office. What it showed sent a shockwave of disgust through their own staff and the community. The new drug that kids are doing in high school these days is called Jankum. How do you spell this new illicit drug? J-E-N-K-E-M. Okay. Uh, basically, the new drug's a mixture of solid human waste and urine, turned into a gas that can be huffed. <laughs> a Jacob's made from raw sewage. It has methane and carbon monoxide in it. The way it works is by displacing oxygen from your bloodstream. When you don't get enough oxygen to your brain, lots of funky things start to happen. You'll feel lightheaded and hallucinate from it. So, wh- I mean, why not just huff Scotchgard, which is what we did in high school, well, junior that, high? That's what I don't understand. Is this supposedly less... I mean, because Scotchgard is definitely toxic and not good for you. Maybe this is a little more organic or just uh, we don't, holistic. I, I thought that this would be like some kind of urban myth. I didn't think people would really actually do it. But I checked it out on Snopes.com, you know, the urban myth yeah. website. And they said it's undetermined whether or not this actually happens. I looked it up on Wikipedia, and Wikipedia claims that uh, kids, I guess there's a report that the BBC did in 1999, said that kids in uh, Zambia manufactured Jankum as a way to get high. I can understand if you're a, you know, an impoverished tribal member in Zambia. Right, what else you is around You don't have access to, to rubber cement or Robitussin. <laughs> it's like, all right, you know, someone's like, hey, dude, if you shit in a jar and you sit it out in the sun for three days and you huff it, you can get really high. I can understand they'd be like, yeah, that's a good idea. Okay, I'll do it. Well, no, not to mention there is just shit laying around in the sun all day. I mean, you don't have to, like, make a plan to do this. You just sort of walking by and you catch a whiff of it. They have like, oh, toilets kind of- in Zambia, don't they? Not I, everywhere, and I, they have lots of cattle roaming around, also. Well, you know, I, th- I don't Very know. Very emaciated cattle. I don't know if this would work with animal feces. I think that they're saying it's human feces here. 
I still think there's probably more shit laying around in the sun in in Zambia than there is in Naples, Florida, which that the point of my commenting is how did these kids, you know, get this idea and what links did they go to before they even figured out if it would work or not? Well, that's what they said. It's unconfirmed. But what happened, what caused the paranoia here, the hysteria is a parent apparently emailed one of the uh, deputies saying her son had heard that kids in high school were doing this mixture. And uh, the memo suggests students are already taking the drug throughout Palmetto Ridge High School in uh, Naples, Florida. Uh, I guess the uh, the news crews here went and asked students about the drug. They said they'd never heard about it and would not be interested in trying it. But, you know, it's... The first rule of Jankum Club is that you don't talk <laughs> you about don't Jankum talk Club. about Jankum Club. You know, I don't know, man. It's like sometimes I, I become aware of my age, more conscious of my age. When I was that age, I wanted to get high. pubes off your balls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, usually then. I, I mean, I'm like, yeah, okay. Or when I'm at one of those No Doubt concerts, you know, I'm kind of like, God, I feel a little old here. But <laughs> when you're at Hannah Montana and San Jose. I keep getting older. The chicks stay the same age. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, back they, they the- still don't know. Still none of them want to have sex with you, but they <laughs> do stay the same age. They do stay the same age. But no, when I was 14, of course I wanted to get high like everybody else. You know, I sniffed the fuck out of rubber cement. Uh, I never actually huffed spray paint, although I did have some friends that did do that. But Not I mean, spray paint, but Scotch Guard, you ever do that? You know, I never did Scotch Guard, but I did plenty of whippets. Yeah. And as soon as I could get my hands on marijuana, yeah, I was smoking marijuana. But if. I had a friend that if was like... If you're doing whippets and Scotchgard and spray paint, <laughs> it's like you probably should start smoking marijuana. Well, yeah. I, I think marijuana is probably better for you than all of those. step up on the health scale. But, but what I'm saying is let's... I mean, the, I had access to drugs. Or I had access to methods to get high. All I'm saying is if I was in high school and one of, the, one of my friends or in junior high or what have you, and one of my friends was like... So, dude, I heard that if you take a shit in a jar and you leave it out for three days and you huff it, you can get pretty high and hallucinate. I wouldn't have done it. Yeah, well, kids aren't, aren't known for being smart. Yeah, but would you have done that? No. <laughs> but you know what I would do? I would go along with somebody who said that they were going to do it and then tell all my friends. Well, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because a kid actually did do it, and it's chronicled. He chronicled the whole making of the jankum and experiencing taking the jankum on this website called Sotse.com. Now, okay. T-S-O-T-S-E.com. That sounds like an African name right there. I don't know. I know this wasn't an African This sounds kid. like a social studies class gone bad. <laughs> Do you think that the social studies teacher was like, hey, listen up, kids in Africa, you know, they're snorting jankum? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because social studies teachers are always trying to teach kids how fucked up the rest of the world is. <laughs> I wanted that social studies teacher. No. So this, this is why America's great. This kid actually went through with it, did it as kind of an experiment, a science experiment. Are you sure this isn't, wasn't a viral um, <laughs> internet ad campaign, which you're so fond of? He has pictures about it, and he right. sounds really descriptive. He says he wanted to be the first person, first American to ever huff Jankum. Mm. So, I mean, you can go check it out on the website or just do a Google search for Jankum. I could see the lizard man trying this. Yeah, you know, I could imagine, like, the Jim Rose Sideshow Circus would be all over this. Yeah. But so he's saying that uh, he 
was chronically, he took a shit in the jar, he left it out there with urine. He says, all day I let it sit in the hot sun and surprisingly hit a balloon on top of the jar, which I imagine <laughs> he was huffing it out of the balloon, which I've seen people do with spray paint. That's typically one of the ways you can huff spray paint. He said it was kind of, the balloon was kind of standing up and had some gas in it. So I really? guess the methane was Go rising. Figure. The shit on the bottom of the jar had bubbles floating in it. He didn't have any pictures because I guess his mom took the camera. <laughs> <laughs> he um, did take some pictures of the uh, maturation, I guess, of the jankum. He said the shit on the bottom, this is like a couple days later, had seemingly turned to sludge and mixed with some piss to make a layer on the bottom. The layer is softer than just shit. I swished the bottle around and it moved. Above that one, there's a layer of dark piss that also has some shit in it. There's a steady tr stream of tiny bubbles moving up from the shit sludge layer through this layer. The balloon on the top has inflated more since last night. A glass on the, uh, the glass inside the bottle has a coating of water from evaporation inside the bottle. So it's like, dude, it's you very know, thorough. You know, do you remember back in in uh, in high school when you had to do these science experiments? Yeah, vaguely. At least this is something that actually you know had results that you can enjoy. <laughs> you know. Well, he says, today I finally did it. I became probably the first person in America to huff his own shit gas. He should have taken a video of this, I though. bet you his mom is very proud. Uh, the balloon had grown a bit since the last time, and uh, he stuck it in his mouth and started... He made sure all the bubbles had popped, pinched off the balloon, stuck it in his mouth, and started to inhale. He says he held that while he huffed from the bottle. After exhaling all the hair, air from his lungs... He took a straw and inhaled from the inside of the bottle. This guy's dedicated. Now, th is this a type of drug you want to do before you go out to the clubs and try and like pick up women? <laughs> I think this is a drug. Shit breath. I think this is a drug you want to bring to the clubs to pick up women. <laughs> Seriously, you, you go in the club and be like, "Yeah, I don't have any blow, but I have some jankum." You ever do that? <laughs> I've never heard of that. that <laughs> Little jar. Fun. He says the flavor of shit struck me. It stuck to the tongue like the flavor after smoking a cigar. My body wanted to stop breathing, but I kept putting the end of the straw further back in my mouth, behind my tongue. I took, a, took some more breaths of that, waited a few seconds, then inhaled the balloon. After breathing it in, I immediately felt that I was passing out. I did not even have time to spit before I became unconscious. When I woke up, my spittle had oozed out of my mouth, down my chin. I asked a friend how long I was out. He said, a couple minutes. And he had repeatedly tried to wake him. It's a good friend. <laughs> uh, during this short, short conversation, he said he began to feel dissociative effects from the, uh, the jankum, accompanied by buzzing in his ears. The feeling got stronger and stronger until I felt like I was in a dream. This was somewhat enjoyable. It made me feel like nothing really mattered. It's kind of like the really poor, poor, poor man's heroin. Uh, okay. <laughs> it goes on and on, but you should go check out this guy's uh, science experiment here on this website, Sozi.com. But all I'm saying, people say that these kids are idiots for doing this. I think they're creative. I, I agree with the people who are saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, dude, it's, it always makes me just feel content that there are kids out there finding new ways to get high i mean why not just go down to the nearest chemical plant and jam your face into like the you know the discharge pipe into the local river i mean what Be because you have to go find a chemical plant this way you can just do this in the privacy of your own home it sounds like he's out in a field somewhere already it gives new definition of the term god i'm high as shit <laughs> <laughs> so on the sick and wrong star scale these kids are huffing their own feces <laughs> I'm giving it 4.5. How long do you have shit breath after this? You, you just Dude, eat a piece of juicy fruit? the kid said it was oozing out of his mouth. 
I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> it's just, that story is disgusting. It, it, it's foul, and it just kind of makes me... And I'm saying it makes me feel old because there are ways to get high that I've never even heard about. I've heard, you, did have, you we hear, done, have we done a story about this before, like from Africa? Or were you just telling no, me about this? I was this? telling you about this. I read it a few years ago. Okay. Remember, but that was in Africa. This is actually some But in kid. Africa, I can understand because, yeah. you know, they, they don't have access to rubber cement and Robitussin. Exactly. But in the United States of America, we have... Solvents. We have, you know, chemicals out there that you can use to get high. Right. If you want to kill brain cells, we have ways you can do it. Or, I mean, he put so much effort into this. How much more effort would it have been just to find some 30-year-old loser to buy him a bottle of night train? I don't know, man. I, I don't know. But we'll, I'll have to go find a picture of uh, this kid's jankum and I put give it up it on the stars. website. You give it five stars? Yeah, it's gross. We'll see what the listening audience has to say about it. Uh, maybe actually one of our adventurous listeners will actually do it. I think the I think the corporate underground in Indianapolis so they should all do this at lunch one day. And come Just back, go back high, to work. All high, all high and, and shitty. It's smelling like shit. <laughs> it's a shitty way to get high. All right. So uh, moving on a, here. Was that a pun? <laughs> yeah. It sucked. <laughs> moving on here. We got an article from uh, the listener submission of the week is from Keith, aka Z Man, from the CandidRadio.com podcast. Hmm. Which I'm unfamiliar with, but I might have to go check it out. Do we link to the Candid Radio podcast? Uh, I can make sure we do. All right, CandidRadio.com, the podcast. You're going to have to go check it out. But the Z-Man sent in this article. I kind of wish we had more, like, zinger names kind of <laughs> like that, don't you think? What's up, Z-Man? <laughs> no, I'll, you... I'll be, like, the Badger or something, or, like, the Barracuda. Okay. And you can be, I don't know. My Little Pony? Yeah, <laughs> you can be My Little Pony. The Care Bear? You could be the Unicorn. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. That might work. So a uh, man allegedly violates 92-year-old corpse. He writes on here, this was just disgusting. A part-time lab technician in uh, Teaneck, New York, at Holy Name Hospital, was caught having sex with the body of a 92-year-old woman in the hospital's morgue. Teaneck is just... Uh... A name of a town that sounds like there's a lot of perverts who live there. T-neck. It's, it sounds like a sexual uh, maneuver to begin with, T-necking. <laughs> I gave her T-neck last night, dude. Yeah. yeah, it does sound kind of shady. Authorities said Anthony Marino here, 24 years old, which I find kind of disquieting. When I first read this, I was thinking, okay, a guy violated a 92-year-old corpse. Had to be like some 50-year-old white dude. Uh, Always a white guy. Yeah, and then they said he's a lab tech at this funeral home or more? Uh, hospital. Hospital. Yeah. And when you say it's a 92-year-old corpse, is the 92-year-old woman, I hope is a woman. It was a woman. Who died. So it's not a corpse that's been laying around for 92 years. No, it's, it's some he woman who recently passed away. skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude, it's not that tight. Okay. Yeah. You need the fresh. You need the fresh corpse. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Just rattle your dick in the rib cage or something? <laughs> no, it doesn't work. Skull fuck it. So he was working a shift as histology lab technician Sunday morning when he asked the security guard for access to a refrigerated area adjacent to the morgue uh, where human okay. tissue samples. Why are do you stored. need to get in there? Well, well he's a lab something. tech, so he was trying to find uh, human tissue samples. The guard's like, "All right." Wandered away for several minutes. When he came back, he saw Mister Marino. On top of the deceased victim violating her. Humping away. <laughs> on a gurney. He said he immediately notified T-neck police. You know what I, what I understand? So let's say you're a guard at this hospital. 
some guy's like, all right, he works here, lab tech. And he's just like, hey, dude, I got to go in and get some tissue samples. Is that cool? You're like, all right. You come back, and the guy's fucking a corpse, a 92-year-old woman's corpse. And he doesn't even have the common courtesy to, like, put a chair up against the door so you can't get in. You have to see that. Close the curtain. That's going to scar this this security guard for many, many years. But would you stop it in progress, like, run in there and be like, stop, stop, pervert? Or would you just be like, I'm calling the police getting out of here? Um. Well, I think it's his job to stop that sort of thing. So <laughs> I guess you kind of have to. I think I'd probably go get a camera because that's YouTube material. YouTube material. <laughs> that's YouTube material right there. So uh, Marino was arrested at the hospital later Sunday morning. He was charged with sexual penetration upon deceased human remains, a second-degree crime that carries a maximum penalty of 10 years in prison. And on top of that, a $100,000 fine. And plus there's a witness, so he's not, it's not like he's going to get off. Well, well, he already did get off. <laughs> I think he was trying to get off. Uh, Marino is being held Monday night on $400,000 bail. He's ordered to undergo a psychological evaluation. Go figure. Why? Isn't that, a pretty, <laughs> isn't that a pretty good psychological test right there? Do you fuck old lady corpses? Yes. Okay, you're crazy. Okay, you're insane. Jane Ellis, a holy name spokeswoman, said, This heinous crime is a travesty. We're horrified and saddened for the family of the patient. Uh, what Ellis, else are they going to say? Ellis said the hospital conducts a background check on every new employee. Asked if a background check had raised concerns in this case, she said there couldn't have been any problems if we hired him. There was nothing reported. Well, the, and that's the weird part about it. this guy was such a seemingly normal twenty-four-year-old dude. Yeah, and you got to think he's done it before, but not gotten caught. Here's the worst part, and this is a thankless job. The victim's family was notified, um, but. The uh, woman, I guess the woman was not identified. Authorities declined to disclose her hometown or cause of death. It would not say how long her body had been in the morgue. But what I understand is, how do you call the victim's family and say that? Is it even necessary? Well, I mean, if someone violated your grandma's corpse, wouldn't you want to know about it? No. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Why would I? I don't know. What can I do at that point? That's when you get a lawyer. (laughs) Let's do the (laughs) hospital. Well, okay, you're right. True. She says, in respect to the family, the patient involved, our prayers are with them. You know, I don't think Jesus can do anything about that. No, and that's all these comments that she's making are she's trying to head off the inevitable lawsuit. Yeah. For pain and and suffering to the family. Yeah. And uh, the infamy that I think the hospital is going to get here. Yeah. But, uh, Nobody's going to want to send their, mo- their corpses there anymore. Surprisingly, they didn't fire the guy. She said he'd just been suspended because of the arrest. He'll be fired. Uh, he has to be fired. So well, he's going to go to prison for 10 years. So he, you know. Well, authorities said that uh, Marino's also employed part-time in a bio-reference laboratories in uh, Elmwood Park. His MySpace page, and that's the best part. Perverts <laughs> always have a MySpace page. Now, do you know, is the MySpace page still up or probably you know, not? They I was take looking for it, quickly. but it's like, I don't understand how you find it. I guess I'm, maybe this guy has his real name listed as his name or something. Maybe. You could search. His MySpace page lists working hard and going out to the hottest clubs in New York City among his hobbies. Yeah. I guess he neglected to mention fucking old lady corpses. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, don't I know. think that's against the terms of service for MySpace. He also claims to play semi-professional football with two different teams. You never hear of uh, fuckheads on like this on Facebook or what's the other one? Uh, Friendster. Friendster. Well, they're always on MySpace. They always gravitate it makes me to wanna, MySpace. It makes me want to end my my MySpace account. Well, I think you could relate to this next uh, paragraph here. Marino's MySpace page also features pictures of him bare-chested and flexing, as well as numerous Playboy bunny icons and a quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson. (laughs) Don't you also have pictures of yourself on your personal page bare-chested with Ralph Waldo Emerson quotes? No, it's actually um, (laughs) Walt Whitman. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, Walt Whitman, Leaves, Leaves of, of Grass. grass yeah. yeah, that's I represents that. the my chest hair. I just like to get naked and just have Bukowski underneath each picture. Bukowski? <laughs> I, you know, I don't even understand that. But I guess the quote here, and you can read into this any way you want, is, what lies behind us and what lies before us are small matters compared to what lies within us. Who said that? Ralph Waldo Emerson. Oh. <laughs> That's the quote on his page. Okay. So on the sick and wrong star scale, this guy was uh, having sex with 92 year old lady's corpse. Caught in the act. Four. I'm giving a 4.5. It's disgusting, dude. It is pretty disgusting. I mean, could you imagine that vagina? Do you think he had lube? You'd have to. You'd have to have lube for that. I mean, you'd have to have lube if, even if she was living. <laughs> you know, my question is, though, which hole? Yeah, I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> it kind of gives me... She's in the morgue. She could have several holes that you don't even know about, you know. I think the guy's Autopsy into holes. real old dolls. I don't know. <laughs> Is that another? Yeah. Dude, I'm slick today. I'm on it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Seriously, I'm on it. It's all A-list material I don't here think on those, Yeah, I don't think they keep very well as a real doll. <laughs> well, we'll see what the listening audience has to say about that. Go give us a vote at uh, sickandwrongpodcast.com. The best variety. Internet radio. IRB. Wackily, it's nearing the end of the show, and we need to get out of here kind of early. So uh, let me just get through some of this listener email. And um, so uh, we received an email here from Kinder Murder, who's uh, written in many times. He claims in episode 92, you guys discussed the proper way to dispose of a corpse. Here's what I would do if I'd happen to kill somebody. I'd cut out the person's tongue or put a roll of cash in his mouth, place him somewhere public to make it look like a mafia hit. So when the cops find him, they would, in fear of gangsters, drop the case and definitely not suspect me. To make absolutely sure they'd think it was a mob hit, I'd use a knife to cut a big H.A. for Hell's Angels or Traitor into his chest. Or maybe I'd throw in the ocean like Dexter, since the sharks always make short work of the body and the bottom-feeding fish will uh, likely take the rest. Yeah, but we talked about how that doesn't work because parts of the corpse always uh, surface like two, two weeks later. Well, he hasn't been watching season two of Dexter because in season two of Dexter... Don't tell me what happens in season two of Dexter. They find the bodies. <laughs> Thanks so I'm just saying it's not going to work. I think you got to come up. But the mafia thing, do people still do that? Are there still mafia? Maybe in like Mexico, they cut the heads off. I don't know. If well, they... he's talking about the mafia and he's talking about the Hells Angels, which I don't really equate, but okay. I thought the Hells Angels were like 40-year-old dudes that like are yuppies that have Hells Angels. No, I mean, are, are there still are, like no, Hells no, Angels no, rolling no. around? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, do they still make hits? Um, I think that they're probably closely allied with the Aryan Brotherhood in prison now, probably like merged together a little bit, but, uh, yeah, they're still around and they're still pretty scary, I think. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know if they're really killing people and carving H.A. was here uh, It wouldn't chest. surprise me. Don't, don't confuse the Hells Angels with, like, the 50-year-old yuppies who are on, you know, with the, the soccer dads who are riding around their, their Harleys. Yeah, but don't those guys fancy themselves Hells Angels, too? They probably fancy themselves Hells Angels, but they aren't Hells Angels. They haven't been inducted into the Hells Angels. Well, my question is if I, I, I just don't know if the Hells Angels really are an organization that still do hits. This plan is half-ass. Yeah, I, I don't know. But uh, yeah, feel free to uh, write in with your inventive ways to uh, dispose of a corpse. Thank you, Kind of Murder, for that. Uh, Wackley, you brought up something interesting that you found on YouTube randomly about yeah. Sick and Wrong. I was perusing YouTube. Actually, I was looking for that video of Bob cracking his head open out at the Presidio, which was up this past week. And 
I found another video that somebody had put up of our show, which is kind of weird because there's no visuals to our show. So it's just basically a black screen, but and then a segment of our show, which maybe you should play a little bit of that show right now. Yeah, uh, let's just play a quick clip of that. To sort of remind people of what we were talking about, and then I'll get into it. So yeah, they finally happened. found the guy. They hauled him into the station, and they and he completely confessed. And here's what he said in his confession. Anders subs- subsequently told police that he engaged in sexual role-playing and I'm sure you've heard of this before, dressing as a baby, putting on an adult diaper, and, you know, shitting himself. You've seen this on the internet, yeah, right? Yeah, no, the, dom- dominatrixes talk about this stuff all the time. Isn't there a name, like, infantilism or something? Yeah, where it's you, an infantilism, you that's what it's called. You are sexually turned on by, you know, pretending to be a big baby. Yeah, and you're being dominated by a woman. She's telling you to, yeah, to evacuate in your diaper, <laughs> and you get off on that. I have a problem with the sexual fetish, and we've talked about this sort of thing before. I think it's disgusting, but what I don't understand... You know, it's a product of people having too much fucking time on their hands. Do you think, like, back in the 1850s when people were working in, like, horrible industrial factories, anybody had time to come back to their house and put on a nappy and, like, shit in it and get off to that? No, it's people just have too much time, and that's where these stupid sexual fetishes come from. It's the internet, I tell you. So, (laughs) have you ever read comments on YouTube? It's you know, one of the best parts of YouTube are the comments that other YouTube users leave. I don't leave. troll the YouTube as much. There's no porn on YouTube. What's the point? Well, this is this is the point. Everybody who's signed up for YouTube, you can you can talk about the videos, and and you know, just like every place else on the internet, everybody's an expert and just has all kinds of like outlandish opinions about everything and why stuff sucks and you know why everybody's gay. Blah 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 blah. Well, apparently, uh, we got some people commenting on that segment of the show where we were talking about the guy who we the infantilism claimed, the yeah, diaper we, guy we figured was an infantilist he was stealing shitty diapers real yeah. baby's diapers and then he was uh, pleasuring himself with the shitty diaper <laughs> I, re- I recall that story well apparently we've pissed off the infantilists how do you know these youtube posters are infantilists though well why don't you listen to some of the comments and you can right, read, read me a couple judgment. of the best ones that sounds very bigoted meaning the our, our little segment there Comparing infantilism with that, which I don't know what he's saying. It is, it was infantilism, right? He was getting off on diaper play. Isn't that infantilism? Yeah, he was pleasuring himself with shitty diapers. Well, what else do infantilists do? Well, this I know they says, like to be diapered, but infantilism has nothing to do with picking in the trash for baby feces. Most infantilists buy their own diapers and would be disgusted at somebody doing that. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And they're such respectable citizens, those infantilists. Yeah. Uh, and it's because they're all lawyers. This guy goes, <laughs> yeah, you're right. This guy was a lawyer too, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he was. Anyways, he goes on to say they don't deserve to be compared with people who pick in the trash. So this guy is equating, well, not really equating, he's putting wearing diapers that you've purchased and shitting in them for pleasure is better than trash picking in this guy's mind. Okay, so he's saying if you wear a diaper, you take a shit in it, that's completely different than finding another, like a real baby's diaper with baby shit in it. Right. Uh, he, he finishes this comment out with, that bigotry is sick and wrong. Well, I like that he puts a little <laughs> plug in at the end. Um, another, this is a short and sweet one. Those people, meaning us, <laughs> don't know what infantilism is. Okay, fair enough. I stand corrected. Yeah. Um, so another guy says he thinks we have too much time, that we should stop breathing, because as you keep talking, we keep losing brain cells. <laughs> We're like uh, Jankum. We don't know anything. <laughs> we will never know anything. And our propensity for knowledge is decreasing with each word. 
Everything is acceptable, this guy says. Aru Khan, I guess his name is. There are no such thing as morals. <laughs> Okay, all right, all I got to say, though, is I'm real scared of you, Infantilist. Yeah. This other one, this last one. Shut my, up, you fucking baby. This last comment's <laughs> my favorite. Because uh, I don't know if you remembered, uh, but we talked about how in this day and age, there's all these crazy, just stupid uh, sexual fetishes that didn't just exist. Strange, yeah, like weird sexual fetishes that they kind of created in the 20th century. Right, and we we claimed that these didn't exist in the 1800s because people were like working their ass off so they didn't starve and die, you know, and end up in debtor's prison. Well, they didn't have the leisure time to come up with these fetishes right or and, indulge these fetishes. <laughs> this guy starts out his comment with my one of my favorite things, the rhetorical question. People in the 1800s had no time for, to have fetishes? That's just a rhetorical question. For these guys apparently having some sort of podcast on sexual fetishes, they sure do not know very much. Everybody in these comments are always way too wordy. They use like, you know, twice as many words as they well, need to get Because they us. want to be verbose because they're right. trying to impress people with their knowledge. Yeah, who? You other know? YouTube posters? I have no Give idea. YouTube other, cred. Other infantilists. Uh, he goes on to say that the origins of the words sadism and masochisms come from Sade, which I, I thought she the was Marquita like that. Marquita Sad. So it's not that that's uh, R&B singer? No, it's from not it? the R&B singer. Although no. I do think she's into infantilism. Okay. Desaad. <laughs> she has songs about it. Well, he doesn't say Desaad. He just says Sade. So, uh, <laughs> and and Sacker Massoc, uh, two Frenchmen, go figure, who wrote vintage erotica <laughs> novels in the 1800s. Now, S&M, I feel, is like a pretty... I don't. Is that even a fetish anymore? I mean, that's pretty mainstream. Yeah, but back then it was like spanking and torture and bondage and all that and i can understand that coming through but i don't think people back in like victorian era britain were shoving like shit filled diapers in their faces and jerking off plus <laughs> did the... they even have diapers back then uh, no i think they just shit in their pants and <laughs> you know threw them in the thames but uh uh and to, uh, to make another point, these people that he's talking about are aristocrats. We're not talking about aristocrats who are like what? We're talking about five percent of the population. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about everybody, like retards who live in their mom's basement and put huggies on and shit in them, and like you know make other YouTube videos about themselves doing this sort of thing. Yeah, and, and complain then... about podcasts <laughs> that badmouth infantilism, like they had such good credibility among society to begin with. And not to mention, this isn't a podcast about sexual fetishes. Either. Well, I guess they don't want us putting uh, misinformation out there. All I got to say is bring it, Infantilis, because I'm just not scared of you. I'd like to see more comments. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't mind it. But you know what? All I got to say about that, though, is arguing on the Internet's like winning the Special Olympics. And that's why this is just kind of pointless to even discuss. Don't you think? <laughs> oh, I think it's great. No, I think it's great, but it's just that these people took the time to, to bitch about us. Yeah, plus... After listening... I mean, they must have listened to the entire podcast clip. Yeah, plus if you're a true infantilist, shouldn't you be like, wah, wah, <laughs> this podcast make me sad, mommy. I mean, what they, would they take a break in between, like, beating off in a diaper to come to their computers and write it out? I know. I hope they have one of those plastic covers that they can spray off. <laughs> well, uh, moving on here. You Jumped go out check of it giant out. crib. If you go to YouTube, just go do a search for Sick and Wrong Podcast, and that'll come up. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Leave a I, comment. And I'd like to close out with, uh, we're not sorry, Infantilist. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Infantilist. Uh, finally here, I want to say thanks to uh, John and the Midwest Corporate Underground Clan for coming up with a spreadsheet that we were talking about in a previous podcast 
that um, basically was listing the stats as to which state or country is the most sick and wrong. All right. He hasn't done all the episodes yet, but they've, they've done a good portion of the shows. He says so far, California is ahead, Florida, and then the UK. Well, I don't know. If, is that fair? Because we do a lot of stories from California because we live here. And also, California has a larger population than Florida. So oh, I think well, per we capita. We can't handicap it yet. Yeah, I think per capita it's going to be Florida. But you know what I would like to see? I would like to find out if you guys have a chance. Do some stats on who's won the most shows. Is it me, Wackley, or a listener? Yeah. It'd be interesting to find out. Because then uh, we could find that out, tally it up for the 100th episode, and you can get me a, like a, I don't know, like a fifth of Jack Daniels. What, you're assuming you won? Yeah. Just don't buy me any Clamato Budweiser. I'll buy you what I, I feel just don't like. want it. <laughs> well, well about... we should wait till they finish the all, going through all the episodes before we post. Like, yeah, and then we'll a tally bar it chart up. or a pie graph. A pie graph. That's what we need. It's just nice to know that they have so much extra time on their hands. Yeah, I'm sure a lot gets done <laughs> in that office. But thanks, John, for doing that. Well, that about does it here for uh, episode 95 of Sick and Wrong. People, if you haven't had a chance, go give us a vote. It's a new month on uh, Podcast Alley. You can find the link right on our website. And uh, as always, subscribe to the show on iTunes. We'll be back next week with uh, episode 96, nearing the 100th episode mark. It's going to be a landmark podcast, that one. So stay tuned. We'll be back next week. Until then, take a sleazy. <laughs>